Welcome to MTZ Overflow Podcast. In this sermon episode, Reverend Dr. Marcus Allen is preaching from the title, The Power of Practicing Our Faith, in the sermon series, Simple Church. We're glad you're here. What a mighty God we serve. Truly, we're grateful and thankful for all that God has done and all that he continues to do. We're grateful that we're able to stand and proclaim and call on the name of Jesus. We're not ashamed of that name. (laughs) We are not uh, ashamed of who he is, but we call his name Jesus. Let us pray. God, we thank you and we love you. We bless you and we honor your name today. Thank you for keeping us and watching over us and leading us and guiding us. Thank you for this moment. We pray now that you be glorified. And God, we stand and we proclaim the name of Jesus on today. We honor you and we bless you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. And it reads, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common, and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. I want to preach from the topic today, the power of practicing our faith, the power of practicing our faith. We are continuing this sermon series uh, in this theme for the year, Becoming a Simple Church, where we focus on prayer, preaching, which is the word of God, practicing our faith, and people. And today we want to focus on this practicing of our faith. When I refer to practice, I am suggesting that we all should live out what we have been taught about our faith. There should be some visible evidence that we are children of God. Not because we carry a Bible in our hands, not by a cross that we wear around our neck or by the loud gospel music we play on the church parking lot. But there should be some evidence or some fruit in which we produce that identifies us as children of the Most High God. Last week we talked about how Peter preached and informed the people about Christ, told them that Jesus that they crucified was the Savior and that they needed to repent. 
the people respond with, what shall we do now? Desiring not to leave the same way in which they came after hearing the word of God, they all are baptized, and now they create <clears throat> the model church for all of us to follow. These were babes in Christ. They had just learned and accepted who Jesus really was, and now we see them live out or practice what they have uh, believed publicly, even in difficult times where Christians were being persecuted for declaring their faith in God. They began to practice what Peter preached to them. They were excited about the gospel, connected to the apostles' teachings, teachings and created a community of believers that would help expand the church from Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. We all are products of the apostles in this first church. This is the church we set our vision statement off of, that we want to be an Acts 2 church. However, some may propose that the unity of this first new church is highly improbable in churches today. This church was the first Christian church in love with God experiencing the honeymoon phase of their Christian journey. New believers trying to please Christ and they are intentionally doing whatever it takes to enhance the work of God. When the church, when the people of God become intentional in our efforts in publicly practicing our faith, we will be able to change lives, heal the broken, restore the lost, evangelize the sinner, and watch God move like never before. Not just in our churches, but also in our homes, in our community. We'll be able to see God doing marvelous things if the church, if the people of the church practice their faith. And right now, my brothers and sisters, we serve a church without walls. And if you are not publicly practicing your faith, you have the power to destroy the testimony of the church. Because when someone see you not living out your faith, the first thing they will say is, I thought you were a Christian. And then this next statement that follows, it's them people at Mount Zion. Because more than ever before, the way we live publicly represents who our God is and what the church stands for. This church in the text practices the word that had been preached to them. And the question today might be, how did this church practice their faith? Well, number one, they were disciplined in the fundamental practices of Christianity. They were disciplined in the fundamental practices of Christianity. The text says they were steadfast in the teachings or the doctrine of the apostles. They were committed to discipleship. <clears throat> and Christian discipleship is the process by which disciples grow in the Lord and are equipped with the Holy Ghost, who resides in our hearts to overcome the pressures and the trials of this present life and become more and more Christ-like. Discipleship means to win, to build, to equip, 
to develop and then to release. Let me say that one more time. Discipleship is to win, to build, to equip, to develop, and release. If the church is going to grow internally, Christian discipleship must happen intentionally. The apostles began to teach the people what Jesus had taught them. And it is the responsibility of the Christian church to develop discipleship programs that enhances the faith of its congregants with the word of God. It is our charge that the members of the church will be able to stand and defend their faith. That we will not have the Christians running from Jehovah Witness when they knock on our doors. But we can be able to stand flat-footed and defend what we believe. We must develop disciples who are able to defend who Jesus is and testify what Jesus has done for them in their own lives. It's the word of God that is the foundation for every aspect of Christian life. And notice, it does not say that the apostles continued steadfast in their teaching. But it says the church continued steadfast in the apostles' teaching. I wish I had a witness here. Which suggests they took what they had learned and applied it to their lives. And I often tell my children that if you go to school every day, you should at least get a passing grade. Once I had a witness here, if you're in class every day, you should at least get a passing grade. You may not be the smartest in the classroom, but if you're there listening to the teacher, you should at least pass the class. I wish I had a witness here. Likewise, many of us, we've been in church for years with good attendance records and still unable to prove what we believe by living out our faith. We need discipleship. Discipleship helps us learn the scriptures. It helps us put to memory the scriptures in which God has placed in his holy Bible. The, 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 the discipleship teaches us that the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. The discipleship will allow us to at least put some scripture to memory where we'll be able to testify if God is for us, then who shall be against us? Uh, the discipleship should be able to help us to, to at least put some scripture to memory where we can testify I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Discipleship should help us to put some scripture to memory. You you all know your Easter speeches, and you all know how you had to recite Scripture growing up. We, we need to ensure that we are training our believers in the Word of God that when trouble comes in their life, they don't have to run to Facebook or YouTube, but they can run to the Word of God because there's power in the Word of God. They, they continued in the apostles' teaching. They kept what the apostle gave them on the which day of the week that kept them all week long. I wish I had a witness here. They, 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 they were disciplined in the, the doctrine of the apostles, but they was also disciplined in their fellowship. They were disciplined in their fellowship. This was a group of believers who were connected by faith and the Holy Ghost. John Maxwell suggests that the difference between a crowd 
in a community is connection. Let me say that one more time. The difference between a crowd and a community is connection. The word fellowship in the Greek here is koinonia, meaning an interactive relationship between believers who are sharing life through Christ. This fellowship displayed a community that was intimately intertwined with those who were a part of the church. This fellowship describes the relationship we should have with one another. This fellowship allows us to grow and to develop together. It allows us to be vulnerable and transparent and not feel bad when we make mistakes because we know our brothers and sisters will not push us down, but they will lift us up. This fellowship strengthens our faith because we witness what God has done for others and we don't get jealous. We just know if God is blessing our neighbor, that only means he's in the neighborhood. Yeah, I wish I had a witness here that, that if he did it for them, he's able to do it for me. This fellowship will cause chains to break and doors to open. It will even cause the earth to quake. Y'all don't believe me? I got Bible to back up what I'm saying. Acts chapter 16, Paul and Silas show us the power of true fellowship. They, they are in prison. They are locked up, but they're still committed to each other, and both are committed to prayer and singing songs unto God even when they're facing oppressive situation. And while they're in prison, the, the Bible says they, they begin to sing and they begin to pray and then the earth begin to quake. Wish I had a witness here. It's because of the fellowship. But, but if the jailer really knew what he was doing, he would have never put two saints in the same cell. I wish I had a witness here. He, he would have never put two Christians in the same place because the Bible says where two or three are gathered in my name, there I'll be in the midst. And we see the power of two working together, praying and singing. And because they fellowship, even in oppressive and dark and caged places, the Bible says the earthquake and every chain was broken and every door was opened up. Just imagine if the church today came together with one focus of fellowshipping together and putting our minds only on God. Just think today how many chains could be broken, how many doors could be opened, how many lives could be changed, how many people could be helped because the church has learned how to fellowship together. They was disciplining their fellowship. They were disciplined in the word, in the doctrine, in the teaching of the apostles, but they was also disciplined in the breaking of the bread. <clears throat> the breaking of the bread. They continued the Lord's Supper. As a part of their meal, they would, this meal, they would pass bread in the cup and remember Christ's death. Once a month, we continue in this uh, ceremony where we honor and we look at what Jesus did just for us. This is important for the life of the Christian communion is very important for the life of all believers that when we come together in fellowship and break bread and drink wine or grape juice around the table, we remember pain and the suffering, the, the whips and the beating, the slaps and 
and the torture in which our Christ went through. We remember how they put a cross on his back and made him walk the Via Della Rosa up to a hill called Calvary. We remember how they laid the cross on the ground and attached it to a, a vertical beam and laid Jesus down and nailed his hands to the cross and nailed his feet to the cross. We remember how they take a crown of thorns and press it on the top of his head, twist it and make sure it's a good fit and post above his name, Jesus, the King of the Jews. We remember how they take that same cross and lift it up, but then drop it down low and how the nails rip his hand as he hangs there in the nail, rips his feet that he, he can hardly breathe. So he pushes up to expand his lungs and how when he push up, it causes the nail to rip his feet. But then when he lets go, he hangs and the nails uh, hurt his hand. We remember the broken body and the blood that was shed for us, that he didn't do it for uh, just for himself, but he did it just for us. We remember and we take what, what some would see as a horrible event and we take something that death would claim victory over and, and we celebrate it today as the victory of our lives. We take something that was horrible on that hill and convert it to something that's glorious for our lives. We take something that was painful and, and horrible, but we look at it as a, a wonderful place because of the death of Christ. We now have access to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. They were disciplined in breaking the bread. They were disciplined in their doctrine with the disciples. They were disciplined with their fellowship, but they were also disciplined in their prayer. If you're going to practice your faith, we must understand the power of prayer. And Christians must understand that we must be constant in our communication with the creator. In order for us to stand, we all must learn how to fall on our knees. Let me say that one more time. In order for us to stand in these most trying times of life, we need to also be able to fall down on our knees and pray to our God that he will help us in these most trying times. We notice because of the church knowing the word of God. <clears throat> fellowshipping with each other, breaking bread together, and persistently praying the Holy Ghost offers evidence of his presence. I wish I had a witness because they were practicing the word of God, because they were fellowshipping with others and breaking bread together and per persistently praying the Holy Ghost offers evidence that he was with them. Whenever we come to church, we should expect wonders and miracles from the Lord. This is happening in this church. Wonders and miracles are taking place because of how the church is operating and a miracle allows you you to know that the Holy Ghost is in the house. I wish I had a witness here. And, and, and the miracle uh, would allow you to know that God's presence is with us. I wish I had a witness because the Bible says and wonders and signs and miracles was taking place in this church because they were practicing their faith. And my brothers and sisters, I'm just like the Clark sisters uh, that I'm looking for a miracle. Uh, I, I expect the impossible. I, I need to feel the intangible and I want to see the invisible because we serve a God who's able to do all things. I'm looking, I'm searching, I'm expecting a miracle. They were 
discipline and the fundamental practices of Christianity. Not only were they disciplined, but they were deliberate in their generosity. They were deliberate in their generosity, as the Bible says, and all that believed were together and had all things common and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. <clears throat> we, we can say a lot of things, but the way you give declares who you really are. <laughs> Let me say that one more time. We can say a lot of things, but the way we give really declares who we really are. The Bible teaches us that where, where, where your heart is is where your treasures are. This was an unselfish group of believers who understood the importance of relationship. All throughout these six verses, you would see together in common, one accord. We would see that they were focused on unity. And, and they decided to execute the power of unity and reject the pain of division. Let me say that one more time. They decided to execute the power of unity and reject the pain of division. Because anybody, if we're honest, if we look at any, any situation where it's divided, it's mostly pain. <clears throat> if we look at our government now that's so divided that's causing pain to their members. I wish I had a witness. If we, we look at families that are divided, it's causing pain to their members. We, we, we look at, we look at uh, our marriages that are divided, it's causing pain. But when you decide to unite, when you decide to operate in unity, you'll see there's power when we come together. They were together. They had all things in common. But there were some who were in need. And just because you are in need, they did not treat you as if you were not a part of the body, but they loved you and helped you with whatever you needed, bringing you up to the same level in which they were on. Oh, help us today, God. They didn't come down to your level. I wish I had a witness, but they helped you to get to their level. I, I hope y'all feeling me in this place. They, 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 they didn't bring themselves down, but, but they sold their possessions uh, to ensure that you were able to come up. I wish I had a witness. That, 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 that's community. That's what community is all about. It's not me looking down on you. And if I'm looking down, it should be only to pick you up. They, they didn't want to push those who didn't have enough down, but they wanted to lift them up to be on the same level in which they were on. So that means I'm just not giving you something to help you through the day, but let me give you something to keep you from going back to the place in which you're in. So I want to mentor you to let you grow. I want to encourage you when you start your business. I want to tell you to go to college and tutor you when you need some help. I want to help you become this man or woman of God, you need to be not to come down, but to lift you up. They fellowshiped and 
They bonded together. And the text says they were in one accord in the temple every day. They would go to the temple and pray. And every time they were together, they were thinking the same things on one accord with the same passions. They were united in doing the will of God. Matter of fact, their fellowship was not just in worshiping and praising, but they were able to enjoy each other, not just at church, but in the neighborhood. I wish I had a witness because the Bible said they was breaking bread from house to house. I know, I know you said, Pastor, it's COVID. I ain't having nobody at my house. I understand. But we all have these wonderful Zoom applications that we can use to fellowship with our brothers and sisters. We all have the ability to use the telephone and call our brother or sister. We all see our friends on Facebook and we see church members that we don't even speak to even on Facebook. Y'all not hearing me here, but the Bible says they had all things in common and they fellowshiped with each other from house to house. My brothers and sisters, what wouldn't it be great that we can spend time with each other and enjoy, and enjoy each other? Many of Christians really don't have Christian friends. I wish I had a witness. And when you want to have a good time, you go to the ones who are not associated with the church. But wouldn't it be great to have Christian friends where you can hang out and still love God? I wish I had a witness here where, where you can do uh, have a good time and still love God and be able to fellowship with other brothers and sisters in Christ. Wouldn't that be great? Without judgment from your peers, but you find some people you can be vulnerable and be yourself with this church. They enjoyed the fellowship of each other. They were deliberate in their generosity. They gave, and I believe they did not give to go down a level, but they gave in order to bring their brothers and sisters up. Finally, and I'm finished, they, they were deliberate, they were disciplined, but finally they were dedicated to praising God. They were dedicated to praising God. The Bible says, and praising God. <clears throat> having favor with all the people in the Lord, added to the church daily, such as those that should be saved. Christians who practice their faith are always considered as dedicated praisers. They're not fair-weather praisers or can only get a praise when they come to church. These are true praisers. That, 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 that Sunday morning is not the only time that they give God praise. They're not like me in the Green Bay Packers. <clears throat> I love the pack, and even though we lost, amen, y'all can say what y'all want. But I wasn't going out there in that game last night. I'm a fan. But I'm not staying in the cold, in the snow. I wish I had a witness. I go to Lambeau Field from August through October, but anything after that, I'm watching from my basement. I wish I had a witness here. But, but, but I'm talking about true praisers that can be in something and still give God praise. I wish I had a witness. I'm talking about true praisers that, that, that can have sickness in their bodies and still tell God, thank you. I'm talking about true praisers. 
That, that, that trouble can be all around, but you still find yourself saying, God, I give you glory. I give you honor. I'm talking about true praisers that when the game don't go the way that you expected, when life turns upside down, when trouble fills your home or on your job, you still can lift holy hands and say, God, I thank you. I'm talking about true praisers. Praise takes us beyond the natural and into the spiritual that we may be able to see what God is seeing through his eyes. Praise tells us that we can make it even when it does not feel like it. Praise is how we express our love for God, serve God, and experience God. God reaches out to us through prayer, whether we're in church or in the parking lot, whether we're in school or, or uh, whether we're at work, wherever we may be on the mountaintop or in the valley if you praise God the Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people so I have learned in my life that wherever I give God praise the spirit of God rests in that place so if I'm in the hospital God's going to show up if I'm in jail God's going to show up if I'm in a nursing home God's going to show up wherever I may be and I give God praise he'll show up they were praises but I really I really like this sentence it says and they had favor with all people that, 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 that's, that's remarkable to me this is a church in a time where Christians are being persecuted but the Bible says they had favor with all people. Y'all not feeling me here. This was during a time where people actually hated Christians because of what they believed, not because of who they were or where they came from, but because of what they believed. They were hated, but the text says they had favor with all the people, which means the saints and the sinners loved this church. I wish I had a witness. The, the holy and the unrighteous love this church. I, I wish I had a witness here. The, the, the rich and the poor depended on this church. I, I wish I had a witness. The, the, the church and the community was able to merge together because they lived like Jesus lived. Where Jesus lived with the outcast and the righteous. I wish I had a witness. He lived in the arena with, with those who were sinners and also those who were the religious elite. Help us today, God. It's just like Jesus. He, he walked uh, with, with some uncommon men, but he also fellowshiped with men who were uniquely astute in the Pharisees and Sadducees. Jesus understood that I can be close, but also far away. I wish I had a witness, but also able to have an impact on the life of those who really don't believe who I am. That's why Nicodemus can come to him at night. I wish I had a witness here. That, 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 that's why they, they can take him off the cross and a Pharisee who didn't believe from afar, but when he got close enough to Jesus, he believed who he was. Joseph of Arabantea was now able to believe because Jesus was not so 
so far where people could not touch him, but he was able to get to a place where he was religious, where he was faithful, where he was godly, but people were still able to touch him no matter who he was. Hopefully, Hopefully this will help us to see as Christians that we still can mingle with people who are not like us. That we still can hang with people who are not like us. Or, or we can still uh, enjoy the company of people who, does not, who do not believe what we believe. But when you are in company as such, uh, when you're hanging around people who don't believe what you believe, can I tell you something? Don't blend in, bleed on. Yes, sir. Let me say that one more time. Don't blend in, but bleed on. Don't, don't blend in where people can look at you and associate you with what others are doing. Don't blend in where you become what your environment is. Don't blend in where you begin to do what everyone else is doing, but be just like a, a purple shirt that get in the washing machine with a white shirt that after the cycle has completed, Completed. Uh, when that white shirt comes out, uh, it's no longer white anymore, uh, but it's lavender uh, because that purple shirt uh, bled on that white shirt uh, just a little bit of who he wa it was uh, and changed how it looked. Uh, so you, even though you may be in some places uh, where people don't believe uh, in Jesus Christ, uh, you keep on believing. Uh, you may be in some places uh, where people don't live holy huh, or not living righteous huh, but you keep on living holy huh, and you keep on living righteous huh, because one of these days huh, the same ones huh, that mocked you huh, or talked about you or called you holy rolling huh, or scandalized your name huh, would be the same ones huh, when they get in trouble huh, will call you huh, and ask you huh, can you get a prayer through huh? have you been there before where you was a saint in the job and those people didn't believe but then years later they called you my mother is sick can you pray for her finally I'm finished the Bible says in the Lord add it to the church daily the Lord add it to the church daily. Not the apostles, not the congregants, not the preaching, not the fellowship, not the singing, not the discipleship, but it was the Lord, help us today, who added to the church daily. Because when you live your faith, God can trust you to bring new people around you. Help us today. When we live our faith, God can trust us to take care of the drug addict that comes to our church. Y'all not feeling me. When we live our faith, God can trust us with, with, with those who are considered as the outcast. And so we cannot do the drawing. God is the one that draws the people. But, but the Bible says, if I be lifted up. Yes, sir. How droll all men unto me. So lift him up. 
lift our Savior up to he speaks from eternity. And if I, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. So if you lift him up, that husband has to come. If you lift him up, those children, they have to come. If you lift him up, your boss, they have to come. If you lift him up, that landlord, they have to come. If you lift him up, that teacher, they have to come. If you lift them up, those students, they have to come. But I dare you to lift him up with your voice. Lift him up with your life. Lift him up with your love. Lift him up with your fellowship. Lift him up with your studying of the Bible. Lift him up with your generosity. Lift him up with your kindness. Lift him up with your long suffering. Lift him up with your peace. Lift him up that every man may see God and if he be lifted up he declared I'll draw all men unto me. Won't he do it? Thank you for joining us. We're so happy that you're here. Please continue to connect with Mount Zion Baptist Church on our Facebook page, YouTube channel, and our website, mtzlife.com. We continually put out new content, so be on the lookout and turn those notifications on. Looking forward to seeing you back here soon. Have a blessed day.